Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Now can you hear me? Now can you hear me now? Would you hand me my earbuds, please? Here we go again. Welcome to Weed Day Wonky Wednesday is what I'm going to call it from now on. Oh, my Lord. All right. Let's see if I can get here. I don't know if I'm going to get hooked up. Uh, connect, new connected. Am I there? Are you here? Can you hear me now? All right. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Oh, okay. All right. Well, here we are again. Once again, the show cut out, but we tricked it. So we're actually online somehow. And it's always weird because I've got my headphone on and I hate that because then I feel like I can't hear you and it's just a weird situation at hand. But, you know, uh, that's how it goes. I knew I saved that dinosaur for something. It's a good one. I like the dinosaur. Yeah, you can probably hear it clear if I do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's get some dinosaur action going on. All right, today is going to be, it's like it's like um, uh, Fridays at school when we grew up, we used to, it was like ice cream day. You know when you have a substitute and all they want to do is watch movies? Today is that day. Whee! There you go, golfers. Nice clap. Today's ice cream and movie day. So we're going to watch some, but you're responsible for bringing your own ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> Someday we'll be able to just shove something through the phone or through the computer and get that out and you can have it. Anyway, uh, let's give some shout outs to Tumbleweed Hill Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down to get certified. Uh, super simple thing to do. If you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, you can go to the certification section, uh, what ailments, what conditions you can get your card for. And those would be PTSD, 
cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of uh, Alzheimer's disease, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And if you're just suffering from one of those things and you're taking a medication or treatment that's causing that, you can get your card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. We also have a new shop that just opened up called The Good Leap, and that's at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard, and that is a hemp and CBD marketplace. So come on down. It's quite gorgeous. Come in and say hello and get some goodies. Uh, yep. All right. What else? Uh, let's give a shout out to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right, and let's give a big shout-out to the Grower's House at growershouse.com, 3635 East 34th Street. Happy 10-year anniversary, kids. Woo! Tumbleweeds is turning 10 also next month, 11-11. Come check it out. We're going to have some cool things on display down there. Right on, right on, right on. All right, let's see here. So we're going to go to Tumbleweed Health Center, and we are going to find one of my favorite videos. If you just go to the video section, you can watch along or listen along. But um, we're going to do, oh, I guess, yeah. I'm going to see how we have to do this here because uh, the way this is all set up, this is funky when I play a video. I either have to play it really loud or sit right and pretend on the speaker. And that's not any fun. And that means can't move. I'm not going to do that. So we're going to set this up. Go like that. And we're going to we're going to be watching um, Lee, the power of juicing. So give me one second here. We're going to get this as loud as we can. And this is a great video. Hold on, folks. One second. So yeah, I blew it. I didn't realize that that was... Um, plugged in over there, so we're going to, hold on one second here, I am going to figure this out, no worries, we got this, I'm just going to turn this bad boy up, there we go. I totally believe in what we're doing, and I think it's the most important thing that I can be doing right now, there are so many people who are sick. And if this can help them, people have to know about this. It's fantastic. 
that I get to share this with my family, that we are doing this together, and that we both feel so passionately about it. She was on over 40 different medicines. She had been on methotrexate um, and Plaquenil, one of those which nearly destroyed her vision, all the potent anti-inflammatories, the Vioxx, the Silvabrex, and was on all sorts of painkillers and all sorts of antibiotics. And she had classic steroid toxicity. Her face was in the shape of a moon because there's a lot of uh, swelling that occurs in the face. allows you to get up to the 
500 to 600 milligrams, which is 60 times more than you could tolerate if it was heated. This treatment is not psychoactive. People don't have to be stoned when they take it. They can take it and go to work. They can take it and play with their kids. It's hard for me to, to understand laws against something like green leaf therapy and to think that prednisone is legal. We're still fighting the, the stigma of uh, marijuana back from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I was a prosecutor for eight years in Mendocino County, so I know it from both as a defense attorney and as a The Food Drug Administration has approved the investigative the drug. I have not found it to be very open about cannabis research. In order to print an article in a peer-reviewed journal, you have to use cannabis that they have certified for your study. And there are physicians who have waited three, four, five, six years, some even longer than that, to just get a sample. The federal government's been kind of schizophrenic in a way it looks at marijuana. It says it has no medical value under that act, but at the same time, the federal government has been funding research in marijuana for years, for decades. And they've even patented certain strains of marijuana because they recognize it. The medicine use for marijuana is an illegal substance and people in jail for it. In 1996, California took a huge leap. Uh, I didn't support Proposition 215 because of the uh, education I had, the experience I had, and what I had seen through the illegal marijuana gardens that I had seen throughout my career. Since 1996, I have changed my opinion somewhat. I believe there is a very clear medicinal use for marijuana. That being said, I believe that there are a, a large percentage of people who use marijuana as an excuse to either make profits or for recreation. The, uh, the, the people who use marijuana for the true intended use that the voters pass, medicinal, I'll do everything I can to support their rights. There's many more things that law enforcement can be focused on than medicinal marijuana. And I, I don't want to give the impression at all that I support people who are growing marijuana for medical purposes 364 days a year, and then one day a year they make a big sale for a couple hundred thousand dollars, and, and they're a, a commercial seller that one day of the year. They're the people who are causing problems for the people who really and truly need and can use medical marijuana.
the illness had taken her and us and try and find some acceptance. A month went by and I got in contact with the family and they said, well, we just came back from Children's Hospital. They did a CAT scan. The tumors have shrunk and there are fewer of them. And they said, I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been juicing the fan leaves of the marijuana plant and giving this our baby a shot glass of this juice every day. But this is like this wonderful hospice story. She is no longer on hospice. Um, I brought the oxygen concentrator back. Um, it's, it's just one of those wonderful success stories. This, you know, the plant is a pretty amazing plant because it appears that the juice of this plant is, is saving this baby's life. Here we have something that can really change people's lives. I mean, I was laying in bed, catheterized, thinking that physicians were just trying to make me comfortable. They really didn't think that there was anything more that they could do and that I may not live to be 30, which I am now, that that was the best I could hope for. The best I could hope for was taking enough Macedone and Percocet every day that I just didn't feel anything at all. I had been gotten in touch with Dr. Courtney because we had received a doctor's recommendation from one of his patients, and in it it asked that they start juicing the leaves and having capsules and a few other items, which I didn't know anything about. So after I contacted him, I was really excited to hear that there might be some other alternatives to um, the smoking of the cannabis. These are friends we've had in the past year. They said, uh, your father's not the same as he was when we first met him. He's seems to be much more alive and much, you know, doing a lot more and more active. I had informed them that it was because of the juice that he had been taking. Right after we started juicing that he seemed to be more active. You know, we would do things out in the garage more and he wouldn't spend so much time in his chair. But we have ran, ran out uh, periodically in the last year and a half and, uh, that's what made me convinced that he needed it because when he would run out, he would have trouble getting out of the car. I had four doctors tell me that I should have a hysterectomy. You either have no ovaries or at the very least you're sterile. That's my
you know, half a pound of seed because if that person grows an acre of cannabis and feeds their family the protein, the fat, and the fatty acids, I mean, the incredible food source, an incredible preventative medicine source, and an incredible therapeutic source, and at the same time, they're sucking five times as much CO2 out of the environment um, as, as an acre of trees. First, we have to change convention treaty number one, which was the convention that the UN put out in 1961 that says cannabis as a crime should be, if you have it, if you grow it, if it's in your possession, you should be in prison. That dogma has dominated the world um, right now. Um, they're look, asking for input from the World Health Organization and the process of writing a letter stating that and this is a dietary essential. It's not a criminal thing because we have to change that treaty before we can go into Central South America and say, you know, here's, you grow yourself an acre of this plant, feed your family, prevent illnesses. So Cannabis International kind of legalizing the plant globally, giving it back to people as a food source, prevent illness is so much better than waiting until you have diseases. With my own experience and all the patients that I've spoken to, I believe that it's not an isolated incident, that this is the best medication. Sanjay Gupta's How to Make Full Cannabis Extract. I think that's a half an hour long. We are going to have to cut the show early today. Um, we do have um, an engagement that we must get to. Uh, so let's see. How about, oh, well, you know what? Why not? How about something funny? This is John Oliver from I'm Not Sure What Year, but here we go. We'll put you back and let you listen to John Oliver. Here you go. Can you put this back next to the radio? Thank you very much. Woohoo! Marijuana, basically catnip for people. It has gained increasing acceptance in recent years. In fact, one small bright spot on election night was pro-marijuana referenda passing in eight states. A big win for lovers of weed. Well, we are really excited. I mean, this is a huge victory, not just for Californians, but for really the country and the world. Everybody here should be so excited by this. It's a little weird that those celebrations happened the same night that Trump was elected. It's like celebrating your baseball team winning on the deck of the sinking Titanic. Bit of a mixed bag today, but still, go Sox, Yankees suck. Now, as it, as it stands, 44 states now have uh, some form of medical marijuana law, and eight have laws allowing recreational use. And that is good news. The war on drugs was futile, expensive, and imposed overly harsh penalties, especially on African Americans, who police data suggests are over four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. Although, interestingly, white people are a million times more likely to be shocked by that statistic. <laughs> and, and this is clearly no longer a fringe issue. 
1969, a Gallup poll showed 12% favored legalization. Today, it's 60%. Exactly. Marijuana is something we've just all gradually decided is okay. Like Mark Wahlberg as a serious actor. You know what? Sure. I've decided I'm fine with that. But the legality of marijuana is actually much more fraught than you may think. In fact, if you have marijuana right now, even if you are acting completely legally according to your state, you may still be in serious jeopardy. And that's not your weed-induced paranoia talking. You could lose your home, job, or possessions, Greg. And yes, I know I'm freaking the shit out of any stoned viewer named Greg right now. But that is not a bad thing, because this story is genuinely worth worrying about. And let's begin with going back to why marijuana is so heavily regulated in the first place. It was legal at the start of the 20th century, but anti-drug hysteria, fueled partly by racist stereotypes about who was using it, led to it being gradually outlawed around the country. And naturally, it was Richard Nixon, the Mozart of racially motivated lawmaking, who targeted it in his war on drugs for reasons that he was open about in conversations he inexplicably recorded. Right. 
you can't deduct certain expenses. And that can mean that you pay double the amount of tax that you would if you were selling any other product. So just think about that. That means the shop where you bought your weed may pay double the amount of taxes paid by the shop where you ordered that shitty pizza, Greg. Yeah, I'm talking to you again, Greg. I told you this was important. Pay attention. And it is not just businesses facing difficulties. It's customers too. Just look at Brandon Coates, who was paralyzed from a car accident as a teenager. Now, he had a prescription for medical marijuana, but he was fired from his job at the Dish Network after he failed a drug test. What was it like for you when they said, we don't want you to work here anymore? Well, it was devastating. I mean, it's hard enough for somebody like me to get a job. People look at me like they probably don't think that I can do what I can, you know? Did you think because you had a medical marijuana card that you had license to go ahead and use it? Well, it was, I was under the impression that we had passed the law and that we had made it legal. Yeah. It's frankly understandable that he thought he was doing nothing wrong. The state had given him a license to use medical marijuana legally, and yet he got fired anyway. And also, he couldn't turn to the Americans with Disabilities Act for help because that is a federal law, and it doesn't protect marijuana use, all of which is pretty frustrating. That's like driving exactly the speed limit and getting pulled over by a cop who tells you, sorry, the federal speed limit is three, and the legal age to drive is 62, and also you have to be drunk. Surprise, you're fucking under arrest now. And even if you are only dealing with your government at the state level, decades of enforcing anti-drug laws can result in local officials making big mistakes as two Michigan parents, one of whom treated his epileptic seizures with marijuana, discovered in 2013. Stephen Maria Green of Lansing helplessly watched as their infant daughter, Bree, was taken from their care. The reason given, the state-sanctioned medical marijuana user's home was too dangerous for their six-month-old because of the plants inside. It would place our residents at a higher rate of armed robbery and therefore was an imminent danger for my child to be removed. That is just completely absurd. If you have valuable items in your home, we might take your children. And I will say, that is going to add some real excitement to the prices Rights from now on. Oh, I really want that entertainment center, but I love my kids. Fuck it. Sorry, Tommy. Daddy's going for the plasma screen. It's a dream, son. A dream of mine. And look, I know that some people will say, well, hold on. The medical efficacy of marijuana needs a lot more study. And that is true. The problem is, it's very difficult to do that because, again, Federal laws are standing in the way. To study marijuana, you need approval from three different federal agencies, which can take years. In fact, one scientist was forced to wait six years just to begin studying its effects on PTSD, which is a long time. I frankly wouldn't blame her if she just said, fuck it, I'm studying does chocolate during sex help red wine make you lose weight? At least, at least that way I'll get to go on the Today Show. And if you are conducting a federally approved study on marijuana. You can only get it from one place. Dr. Mahmoud El-Soli oversees the University of Mississippi's Marijuana Project. Its mission? To aid law enforcement and produce proper federal study, mostly related to addiction. For all intents and purposes, you're the government's sole producer of marijuana. It's true. The sole source of government-sanctioned marijuana is that guy at the University of Mississippi. So please update your stereotype about the University of Mississippi, which I believe is the official slogan of the University of Mississippi. And while researchers wait for marijuana to study whether it helps with PTSD, plenty of veterans will tell you it absolutely does. Take Danny Belcher. He is a Vietnam vet 
who's been prescribed a great deal of medication for pain and depression. But, as he told the Kentucky legislature in 2014, he found that when he tried marijuana, it started really helping him. I do have my bowl of pot in my house. And if I wake up at night in that nightmare, when I'm ringing wet with sweat, and I see Kramer, his dead body, Rodriguez, his dead body. If that nightmare gets so bad, I can't wake up. I realize it's just a nightmare. I will light that pipe up. I'll be a criminal. I'll go back to sleep. The next morning, I will get up at 6 o'clock like I always do. My four days a week, I go to the gym. I run. I help other veterans. I couldn't do that if I was on the damn drugs the VA had me on. Exactly. So for all the talk you hear of marijuana being a gateway drug, in his case, that gateway led to peaceful sleep, rigorous exercise, and community service. Pretty nice fucking gate, it turns out. <laughs> nice one to walk through if you get the chance. Now, you may have noticed that he said he's acting like a criminal there, which is a little odd, because Kentucky actually has a medical marijuana law on the books. But the shortcomings of that law touch on many of the reasons why legal marijuana can actually be a bit of a gray area. For a start, Kentucky's law has many restrictions. It only applies... But even if Kentucky's law did that, if Danny went to his doctors at the VA, they couldn't give him anything because they're a federal hospital. And federal policy prohibits VA doctors from even recommending marijuana, regardless of the state law and regardless of their medical opinion, which, again, is a bit weird. A doctor shouldn't be ignored because he recommends marijuana. A doctor should only be ignored because he is televised. We all agree on that. We're all on the same page on that one. I think. But here's the thing, it gets worse. Even if Danny had a private doctor and Kentucky rewrote its law, where would he get marijuana from? Because Kentucky's law also neglected to set up any system for legal marijuana distribution. So he'd have to obtain it from somewhere else. But where would he do that? And how? Now, he could have it shipped, right? Except, no, that would be a federal crime. Uh, but what if he flew to a state where marijuana is completely legal and just brought it back to Kentucky? Here's the thing. No, again, that is also a federal crime. Uh, could he drive uh, to a neighboring state to get what he needs? Unfortunately, no, because two of those states have total prohibitions on marijuana, and the rest don't currently recognize out-of-state patients. Now, if you are thinking, well, hold on, could he train a carrier pigeon to carry the pot from Colorado? Yes, that's a good idea, and cool bird stamp. But, but, as a practical matter there, no. Partly because it's illegal and partly because you know the bird will eat it on the way, stop flying, and spend the whole night giggling about how owls seem like they have glasses, but, like, don't have glasses. And that's crazy, right? They don't know, but it's there, right? The point is, if you live in Kentucky, Despite there being a law that ostensibly gives access to medical marijuana, there's virtually no legal way for you to get it. Now, things fractionally improved toward the end of the Obama administration, because his general attitude was essentially this. We still have federal laws that classify marijuana as an as a illegal substance, but uh, we're not going to spend a lot of resources trying to turn back decisions that have been made at the state level on this issue. 
his uh, attitude to Klopp was basically, I'm not going to hassle you over this and, unless you make me. Essentially the same policy as a security guard at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> and his administration issued guidelines in that spirit. By the end of his term, it was actually a little easier to study marijuana and for dispensaries to get bank accounts. But those guidelines weren't permanent, and that could be a real problem. Because our new Attorney General is Jeff Sessions, the concept of golf expressed in man form. <laughs> and he, he has been pretty clear where he stands on marijuana. This is not a non-dangerous drug. This drug is dangerous. You cannot play with it. It's not funny. It's not something to laugh about. And, and trying to send that message with clarity that good people don't smoke marijuana. Well, Lady Gaga said she's addicted to it and is not harmless. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. But Lady Gaga also said, I believe that men and women deserve to love each other equally, as well as touch me in the dark, put your hands all over my body parts. So please, Jeff, if you're going to live your life according to Gaga quotes, accept the entire canon. And listen, I'm not saying there shouldn't be laws to place sensible restrictions on marijuana as there are with other substances, but our federal laws desperately need to be brought up to date. And perhaps there is no clearer sense of just how establishment that view is becoming than this. The Cannabis Caucus is a bipartisan effort to protect state marijuana laws and blow out outdated federal prohibitions on weed. Believe it or not, these are the guys pushing for legalized pot in Congress. Yes. There is now a Cannabis Caucus in D.C. and it's co-chaired by these four narcs. And if even an 83-year-old Republican from Alaska has come around on this issue, then it's probably time for our laws to catch up. And there are a bunch of ideas out there. One bill proposed just this week would remove marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act and officially rename the ATF the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Marijuana, Firearms and Explosives, which doesn't really make sense. Just get all the awesome stuff together in one place. In fact, why not keep going and make it the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Marijuana, uh, Firearms, Explosives, Monster Trucks, Motorcycle Jumps, and Thick-Ass Leather Jackets with Tigers on them? And by the way, that jacket is even thicker in person. <laughs> this is my jacket. This was me this morning. This is an actual $6,000 Gucci jacket. And for anyone stupid enough to buy one of these, it's worthless now. I just made your jacket uncool and worthless by wearing it. But that bill is just one proposal. Fixing all of this is a huge undertaking. Marijuana laws affect everything from environmental regulations to international treaties. And ideally, we should also go back and expunge records of people convicted of low-level marijuana offences in the past. And all of this, I know, is a lot of work, which is why we should really start right now. Because I would argue that it is absolutely worth it for people like Brandon Coates and for people like Danny Belcher and perhaps most of all, for Greg, who has been freaking the fuck out this whole time. I can see you, Greg, and I can hear your thoughts. my sound effect.